Hey everyone, welcome to Her Life Anew podcast. I am your host, Jade. This podcast is about rising up generations of women from a lukewarm faith to being on fire for God. I will discuss issues like alcoholism, abuse, becoming a widow and a single mom, but also the heart and character of God and how through Him we don't just live our lives, but live out of an overflow of His grace and favor. This is not your cookie-cutter Jesus podcast. We will get vulnerable and convicted, but with that comes living a life anew. Hey guys, it's Jade. Welcome back to another episode of the Her Life Anew podcast. I appreciate you listening in again and continuing to check out what I have to say slash what the Lord has to say. So today we're going to talk about coming against the world. Now we all know the scripture that we are in the world, but we are not of the world and You know, I feel like some people kind of take that as just a very basic principle. Like, yeah, I'm a Christian. You know, I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. So, um, yeah, I'm not of this world. But they don't take that into action. Uh, And what kind of brought this topic to my attention was just... Some people that I follow or followed on social media uh, and just the way that they respond to some of the things that are happening in the world today, which we all know is just a bunch of craziness caused by Satan, but their responses are kind of condescending or mocking or talking down to and although I know that that's really like that's really what we want to do and we feel like that kind of response is standing up for God or standing up for your faith um you're not um you know if there's a person that is obviously not following God they're obviously making some major uh, malfunction choices in their life. Um, But they don't know God, so they don't know any better. I mean, that should be your first thought right there. Well, they don't know God. They don't have a relationship with God. So how are they really going to know who they are and how they should be? That should be your first thought before you go talking down to someone or calling him an idiot or whatever it may be. Um, okay, I'm already getting off on a rant and I really haven't even started yet. <laughs> um, but there is something that I heard in a sermon at church that I go to. Um, and just to kind of paraphrase, it's you can't fight the enemy and be like them at the same time. So when you have someone who is maybe is you say is greatly offensive. They're really offending you in the way that they're living, the choices they're making, the things that they're saying. But then you go 
and be offensive right back to them. Now, I'm not talking about telling them the truth, the biblical truth. I'm not saying, yeah, that's probably going to offend them and that's okay. I'm not talking about them being offended by biblical truth. I'm talking about stepping on their level, going down to their level, and being offensive the way that they're being offensive. Calling them names, mocking them, making fun of them. That is not the way that Jesus does it. That's not the way that he did it. He did not mock people. He gave them the truth, and they either accepted it, or they rejected it. And that's it. That, that's, those are the two options there. Um, but you can't, you can't condescend someone to Christ. <clears throat> so the first scripture I want to look at is 1 Peter 2.12. Let's see. Okay, sorry, took me a moment to find it there. Okay, uh, so the title for this section is Living Before the World. So that gives you an idea, like we're kind of talking about the same thing here. Um, having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles, we'll just say among anybody, among everybody, your conduct should be honorable. That when they speak against you as evildoers, they may, by your good works, which they observe, glorify God in the day of visitation. So what that's saying there is that someone could be spewing the most absurd things. And we know that happens on a daily basis. I cannot believe some of the things that I see on Instagram. I'm just like, my first thought is where in the world do they pull this explanation from but then I'm like oh yeah well they're being told lies by the devil so duh that's where they get it <laughs> um but what this scripture is saying is they're going to speak against you as evildoers they may they may or may not by your good works which they observe and let me tell you, they're observing. They are observing. The devil's always observing, but people are observing for him. They may glorify the God, glorify God in the day of visitation because of your because of your good works when they were speaking evil to you. Uh, next we'll go to first Peter two fifteen. Messed it up. This says, For this is the will of God, that by doing good you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. Again, it's saying that one, okay, number one, this is the will of God. This is what the Bible says. This is the will of God. So what do we want to do? As a believer, we want to follow the will of God. That by doing good, you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. 
So we want to make sure that we're doing good even when someone is being evil. Because one, it says that it will silence them. Two, it may cause them to glorify God because of the goodness that you're showing. Something else I heard um, in a sermon at church, I can't remember what the subject of it was, but this sentence just stood out to me. Um, It said, you must come into the presence of God first, or you will go into battle in the flesh. And I know that kind of, maybe that kind of seems obvious, um, but a lot of people don't think when someone is doing something, they don't first talk to God first and say, okay, how should I handle this? How should I respond? Not react, but respond. You don't talk to God first, who is all-knowing. And if you don't come into the presence of God first, if you try to do something in your flesh, one, it's not going to be successful. But two, if you don't, your emotions are going to take over. And we all know that fleshly emotions can take you to some bad places. Um, Physically, mentally, spiritually. We don't want our emotions to ever take over when we are responding to evil. Um, all right, next is three John fourteen eleven. Uh, beloved. Do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. He who does good is of God, but he who does evil has not seen God. So just kind of another reiteration is that when when someone is doing something, saying something, being something that you think is offensive... One, the first thought that just, you know, it just came to me. Why are you being offended over something that you know is of the devil? Why are you being offended of that? You know his tricks. You know his games. Why are you getting offended over that nonsense? It's ridiculous. The, what they're doing is ridiculous, but you getting offended over is ridiculous too. One thing that comes to mind is Dylan Mulvaney. Uh, I know he's been a big uproar in a lot of cases um, with him calling himself a woman when he's actually a man. But why are you, my point is, why are you offended of that? Like, is he personally doing something to bother you? I understand. Look, I understand that we, Men need to stay out of things that are for women. Bathrooms, sports, all that stuff. I get that. But why are you being offended by somebody, just like this says, but he who does evil has not seen God. This person does not 
even know God. So why are you getting offended over that? Like, why are you shocked? I mean, honestly, it's hard these days to really get shocked by something because I continue to see crazier and crazier and hear crazier and crazier things. But why are you shocked by that? It's the same stuff, same tactics that has happened before, before, even in biblical days, as you could say. Okay, now we're going to hop over to Proverbs 28, 1. The wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are bold as lion, as a lion, excuse me. So what that's saying to me is stop giving all these people the attention that they're searching for. You know, if all of these influencers who call themselves Christians would stop talking about Dylan Mulvaney, nobody would know who Dylan Mulvaney is. And he wouldn't be everywhere on social media. And he probably wouldn't be getting these deals by companies. You're putting him out so that more and more people have heard of him or will hear of him. So stop pursuing the wicked. In your flesh. So, <clears throat> what I'm kind of doing here with this podcast um, goes with Proverbs 27 5, which says, Open rebuke is better than love carefully concealed. Now, this could go a lot of different directions, um, but what I read in a commentary kind of goes with uh, what I'm thinking here. Um, so, many are hesitant to rebuke others, especially others in God's family. So, just because someone is doing the Christian thing, and I'm air quoting here, doesn't mean you have to go along with it. Just because it seems like it's the Christian thing, like, like, yeah, that person is really standing up for God. You need to use discernment on what they're saying and how they're acting and pass it through the Bible first. Don't just go along with it because they call themselves a Christian. Because there's plenty of them that get it wrong. And some people call themselves a Christian and they're not. But there is a time and place where rebuke is not only good, it is better than the alternative. Uh, here's another thing in here that I like. Rebuke. Kindly considerately and prayerfully administered 
cements friendship rather than weakens it. Now that is also dependent on the person that is receiving it. If you're receiving any sort of rebuke, which I know rebuke just sounds like a harsh word, but we're just going to use it. If you're receiving some sort of rebuke or feedback from another Christian on something that you've done and you just immediately get offended and mad at that person and you don't actually think like, hmm, okay, yeah, maybe they could be right and I like need some conviction from the Holy Spirit or maybe the Holy Spirit is convicting them through that person. I don't know. Um, This is something else that I like. Our dislike of rebuke leads us to think that those who love us serve us well when they are silent in the presence of our shortcomings. So what that's saying is some people are so, this is going to kind of sound harsh, but some people are so weak-minded that they can't handle a little correction from somebody that they would rather them just be silent about their issues or something that they need to fix instead of being challenged or convicted to be better. Um, another thing that is just super, super important, I mean, could be the most important thing. And this also goes along with coming into the presence of God first, not going into battle in your flesh, is making sure that you are arming yourself, covering yourself in the armor of God, which is in Ephesians 6. You can go read it. There's a lot there. But it's full armor. So we have the waist with truth. Biblical truth. The breastplate of righteousness. Your feet with the gospel of peace. The shield of faith. Which quenches all fiery darts of the wicked one. The helmet of salvation. The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So you want to be armed with the truth. You want to be armed with righteousness, the gospel of peace, because you're never going to get through to someone through a conversation if there's not peace in the conversation. It can be a little heated, but you don't want to cross over into that line where it can't be peaceful, where it gets maybe verbally violent. Faith, salvation, and the word of God. I mean, you cannot step into battle. And that's what this is. We don't go into battle without the armor of God. This is not a battle of flesh and blood. This is a spiritual battle. It's all in the Bible. I mean, it's all prophesied it's all predicted a lot of these things have happened before um there was something i heard just not like last week from uh a message from mike signorelli i think that's how you say his last name 
<clears throat> but he says the Bible is not of things that have happened, but it's things that are happening. And I fully agree with that. Okay, now we're going to hop over to Acts. Acts 4.21. <clears throat> which says... Okay, so these uh, next couple of verses I'm going to give you, this is like, this is to help conquer anyone who's a Christian and really wants to come against these things, but they're fearful. They're fearful of getting canceled. They're fearful fearful of backlash, just fearful of hatred, because we've seen time and time again that if you come against any of these things, they're going to come against you even harder. Uh, because that's all they got. When someone comes against us, we have God on our side to battle for us. But when someone of the enemy comes against you, they don't have that. They don't have anybody. All they have is people. All they have is more flesh. They don't have the spirit. They don't have God coming and battling for them. So the next couple of verses are just to kind of give you some courage, bravery, to step out and know that there are, there is an army of God that's standing behind you. And if they try to come against you, one, you got God and that's really all you need. But you do also have your spiritual family behind you. And that's what these verses kind of uh, say. Okay, so Acts 4.21 so when they had further threatened them, and this is talking about Peter, um, Peter and John. So when they had further threatened them, so they were threatening them to stop talking about Jesus pretty much. Um, so when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding no way of punishing them because of the people. They all glorified God for what had been done. So you got to think like the government. This is like the government. They're coming against Peter and John, but they're afraid to punish them because of the people who are backing them. And first and foremost, they may not know this, but you know this, that if someone's coming against you, you have God, the creator of the universe behind you. So what are you worried about? Yes, people are going to say things, maybe even do things, but you have God behind you. If you're a true follower, you have God behind you. And he's going to fix it. He will bring justice one way or the other in this life or after he will bring justice. All right, let's go to Acts 526. This is another one. Then the captain. Are we still talking about Peter and John here? I think we are. Then the captain went with the officers and brought them without violence for they feared the people. 
lest they should be stoned. So once again, the government or whoever, they, one, they brought them without violence because they feared the people. They feared how the people would react. And that's what the army of God can do. They can create fear in the people who are trying to come against you because of who has all of our backs, which is God. Okay, let's also go to 538. Okay, this was also a really good one. And now I say to you, keep away from these men and leave them alone. For if this plan or this work is of men, it will come to nothing. Okay, it's coming back to me now when I read this scripture, what comes behind it or comes before it. They're saying, if this is of God, then it will grow. It will continue. If it is just of man, if they're just creating this, it's going to disappear. So why worry about it? Don't worry about it. So keep away from these men and leave them alone. For if this plan or this work is of men, it will come to nothing. But, but if it is of God, you cannot overthrow it, lest you even be found to fight against God. So... I'm going to leave you with this. I mean, that that's an excellent last scripture there. <laughs> um, those who are, coming, who are coming against you as a Christ follower, they're coming against God. And he's going to be there fighting for you, fighting your battles for you. But we want to make sure that we step into the presence of God first so we don't step out in flesh and step out in our emotions we don't need to be hateful. You don't need to be condescending. You don't need to put someone down. But flight, flight, fight in the spirit. Because that's when you're going to win. That's when you're going to win is when you fight in the spirit. So I hope that this podcast encouraged you, one, to just be bold in your faith because right now, we cannot afford to be silent. Um, I'm not saying you have to go out with a sign and protest or yell it all over your Facebook. But what I am saying is when the time comes, not if, but when the time comes that you're going to have to stand up for your faith, you can be bold in it. You can know that there's an army of God behind you on top of God being behind you or uh, above you, ahead of you. <laughs> um, and you can be bold in your faith. You can speak the truth in love. And just be, be a warrior for Christ that he needs. Because these people who are posting things on social media and you're just like 
you know, posting of a picture and mocking them, what does that do? It does absolutely nothing. It's just waste time is what it does and potentially gets you blocked off of social media. Because <laughs> that's what they do. They block you if they don't like what you say. So, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you have any comments, um, something else you would like to hear me talk about, whatever it may be, just shoot me a message on Instagram, herlifeanew on Instagram. Uh, you can also email me at herlifeanew at gmail.com. See you next time. Thanks for listening in today. If this episode resonated with you, I would love for you to subscribe and leave a review. I would also love to hear from you. My Instagram link is below, or you can email me at herlifeanew at gmail.com. Be blessed.